Hey guys, welcome into the show. It is Cancel This. Happy Hump Day. Happy Wednesday, January 25th. Hope everybody's rocking and rolling on a Wednesday, no matter where you may be listening across the country. Well, in our parts where we do this live two-hour show, this live podcast in the Midwest, in St. Louis, Missouri, in the Show Me State, um, the weather casters did not show us the snow. Armageddon did not happen unless you live south. If you live south, I know somebody down there that got five inches of snow in Fenton down in the Arnold area. At least they said they had about five inches. I didn't see it on snow, but I mean on the uh, forecast. I was actually watching some uh, local news this morning. I thought that that's where I would be able to see the tons of snow that we got. And of course, it wasn't there. I think it hit a lot harder down by Poplar Bluff. Yeah. Charleston, Missouri, Sykeston, and down in that area because I saw that they had massive power outages. Yeah, that's out what that happened. Way. Well, this storm came from the south up. Yes. It didn't come from the west to the east. Normally, we're used to tracking a storm. Well, if you get it in the west, it's going to happen. This time, the west didn't get much. It was the south that got slammed. They so we're here. They did get slammed. I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle. We've got Scotty Gherkin alongside Eric Johnson. We'll see. Um, We've got an EPB out on one Eric Johnson. We've got a six foot one male. Um, he is a white Caucasian, wears a baseball hat, last seen wearing a leather jacket, driving a slick BMW. If anybody sees this man, please let us know so we can get him into studio. <laughs> Actually, I said, I told Eric, I texted Eric, I said, Yeah, I've seen the tires on that BMW. If you can't get in, that's all right. Right. Those tires are made from Miami. You should have never given him that out. That's all right. It's from Miami. (laughs) Yeah, especially because you drove in, and you live out in the deep sticks, right? I should have pulled over to him and just pulled him over here. (laughs) I know. Towed him over, right? (laughs) I wasn't worried about me driving. I'm worried about the other guys on the road not knowing how to drive. Oh, my God. But the roads really weren't that bad. I'm going to call that's not fair because, Scotty, you had to drive through the treacherous roads out in the country where they don't even do treatments on the roads. And Eric's probably at home lazing about drinking his coffee or he's in a Starbucks drive-thru on his way in. <laughs> what? What? I can't even get that going yet. We'll see. <laughs> my voice did not go to my Eric side. But anyway, we rock and roll on this Cancel This Show, canceltheshow.com. Check out all of our original content, as always, on the site. Bigger and stronger every day. There's all kinds of topics that we try to get to that you just don't see in the mainstream media. So we break it down. We try to give you the best perspective that we possibly can as we welcome everybody into the show this morning. Also, coming up here in about 24 minutes or so, uh, we're going to talk live with Kathy Hilbig Strict, um, our number one realtor in the state of Missouri from Experience Realty Partners. Can't wait to talk to her. She's got some topics that she's going to break down. Joining us live from New York, where she is currently at a real estate conference. So she's going to give us some of the latest trends, things that are going on. Uh, I know there was something that you wanted to ask her about from last week that you didn't get a chance to. I do. I want to talk to Kathy about contingencies because I think there's a lot of misinformation or maybe a lot of people just don't understand how contingencies work. And I think a lot of people believe that if 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 you're searching for houses online and it says it's under contract or there there's a contingency or it's contingent, a lot of people just say, okay, that's off the slate. I'm not going to look at it. And then maybe mm-hmm. they're missing out on some good opportunities. Well, we're going to get into that with Kathy coming up as well. Also, um, after that, if you want to join the show, you can always join the show as well. We give you that opportunity. We want you to text, not call. You will text. Text the number that will be running on the bottom of your screen. Scotty will get you hooked up. We'll put you in from that standpoint. we got about 15 different topics that we're going to jump into today. Um, and, of course, one of my favorites, right off the bat. I mean, literally right off the bat. 
Okay, tap it. I know you might have your reservations with U.S. Senator, oh, Missouri's own, <laughs> Josh Hawley. Is he pandering to the public once again? Uh, he is pandering to the public, and I don't care, and I love it. Because guess what? He's there. He's in the position. He's a Republican. Go do something. And he is. He loves the camera. He loves the bright light on himself. Except for radio. He doesn't like radio, and he doesn't like podcasts. That's <laughs> He's above Well, we don't know radio if Radio and well, podcasting. Well, 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 well. Well, I maybe am, you'll have to reach out again. I'm going to reach out on for podcasts. And then maybe I will change my mind. Well, maybe I'll show his people the numbers we're getting with podcasts as opposed to radio and how yes. we can actually prove all the people who are actually listening and watching. And then he may make a different decision, Tabitha. Well, maybe I can take my good looking self and my hair and my tie to that cancelthisshow.com podcast. That's my Josh Hawley. Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I think he is terrific grilling witnesses in D.C. I, I think that's his forte. I'm not so, Yeah, and, and I'm not amazing. saying that he doesn't have great qualities and that he's not a good American or that he's not even a good person. But, but what I am saying is I, I feel that he panders to Trump supporters. I don't think he's a Trump guy. I don't think he's one of us. I think he's very, very, very establishment but that's just my opinion and by the way we also want to let everybody know we want to thank lizzie spark she's a member of our team she's there every day getting everybody all into the mix letting everybody know what's happening on our show um she's our social media producer as well in the in in addition to all her other duties as well um hey by the way update somebody asked if we were on youtube no because we, we were <laughs> off of youtube for a two-week grounding for a little bit so anyway <laughs> yes. You couldn't see us there. There may be some issues with Rumble today as well. You can catch us on Facebook. I'm not sure of all the other platforms that you can actually view us on. I do know you can catch us on Facebook right now as well. So what happened with Josh Hawley is he has now introduced something called the Pelosi Act. I love it. You want to talk about, if you want to call it pandering, I call it trolling Pelosi, trolling the Democrats. Because if you know anything about Nancy Pelosi and her husband, Paul, um, they have a lot of insider information, as do Republicans and as do other Democrats. When it comes, you sit on certain committees and you know what industries are going to get money. We're going to have money put in. So guess what? If you went and invested money in certain situations, a la a Paul Pelosi with semiconductors, and then all of a sudden $52 million goes toward a semiconductor deal and your money booms from that stand that's called insider information and you get around it because oh you're a politician i didn't know well i love this josh hawley has now introduced legislation that would stop any elected official from investing in any sort of camp any sort of company where they would have insider information to Gosh, I hope this passes. It, it won't pass because they tried to do this back in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and the reason why is because I'm like, I have talked about this more times than you know. And yes, like, you have talked about and it. And I remember talking about it. And so back in February of 2022, they tried to pass the same thing. They tried to. And this was from a, a, a Democrat, Spart Spanberger. And at the time, didn't pass. It's, it's not going to pass. Congress is not going to pass. Anything. Why are you saying because Republicans and Democrats are dirty? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but don't we all know that? You when you when you go into when you when you become elected, you become a member of Congress and you go in as a civil servant on a what do they make about 200,000 a year and then they come out millionaires. You know there's something going on. 
we all know they, they That's take a fact. money from corporations. The only guy who didn't do that was Donald Trump. Exactly. He's the only person who actually gave up more money. He left the White House with less money than what he started with. All of these, and I'm not saying every member of Congress does this, but I'm going to say the vast majority, they take the role, they get elected, they enter Congress. All of a sudden, there's wheeling and dealing under the table, and they leave with millions of dollars. That's why we need term limits. I am all for I am all for members of Congress not being able to trade stock, not being able to buy stock while they're actually sitting in Congress. But it's never going to happen. They're not going to vote against themselves. I know. I, I just I, I have hope. Though. And and Holly has to know that too. But guess what? This is the perfect trolling of Nancy Pelosi as she leaves. This is the perfect reminder. I agree. Listen, if you're going to try to do this, whether and Republicans are doing it too. Look at Tommy uh, Tuberville. Check out his investments if you can. A lot of his stuff has been made. A lot of his investments have been made public. Either he is the next Warren Buffett or makes Warren Buffett look like a minor leaguer, or he's using insider information, and guess what? He's a Republican. He is hitting on a lot. Just look at where they're invest. That's what I've always thought. If you can't, look at where politicians are investing their money. <laughs> I do. And Trust th- me, I do. And follow those paths because That's I guarantee I they're going to be more right than wrong. Guarantee. I, w- I yeah. wouldn't mind if they'd share it. Bingo. But they can't share it. If they share the insider information. No, but you can generally you can see what they're buying. Somebody reports on it. There are you have to search for it. But when Warren Buffett trades stock, he sold a while back. He sold a bunch of his Apple stock and bought gold stock. Well, guess who did the same thing? Who, you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and so every time they make a move, I know they know what they're doing, and I will do the same thing. That's awesome. <laughs> I am nowhere near the level where they're at, of course, but I do watch what they do because that's absolutely correct. And you know what they all, all own stock in? Hmm. Let me get, hold on a second. Don't tell me. I know you know this one. Um, this is an easy one. Uh, China. Probably, but I but I I was gonna say China farmland in the United States pharmaceuticals. Oh yeah, dummy. Yeah, I should have known that. Pharmaceuticals. And you know what? I I did the same thing when I saw them buy. I'm like, hey, they know something I don't know. They do. I'm buying too. And there's no doubt that's where you should start if you're going to do anything from that standpoint. Uh, Coming up in about 15 minutes or so, we will be talking uh, with Kathy Hellbig Strick from Experience Realty Partners. Uh, we'll be getting some of those situations that are going on in the industry right now. Something else, and you know, that's the Pelosi Act. You can jump in on it if you want to. We'll see where all of that goes. Um, I, I was going, uh, maybe we redo it in the 9 o'clock hour. I, I'm just fascinated right now. Oh, should I do Ron DeSantis yet, or should we wait? Doesn't matter. Let's talk about, here, this, this is a good 15-minute topic. Okay. We've been talking a lot about classified documents. You will not want to miss Ron DeSantis talking about CRT in our 9 o'clock hour. I'm going to save it for the 9 o'clock hour. Um, he gave one of the most profound, quick speeches yesterday regarding why CRT will never be in the state of Florida as long as he has a say. And he also started to talk about what some of the CRT is. And it might shock you to hear what people, creators of CRT, think is important for everybody to listen to which has no idea, which has nothing to do with, quote, the African-American race ever being oppressed. There are other topics that have nothing to do with the color of your skin. You mean it's about more than the 1619 Project? 
I think so. <laughs> I think it is. I, can't I haven't wait seen. To hear. I haven't seen this being a part of the sixteen nineteen project, and I don't want to give it away. I and I don't know. I haven't heard this. I don't think this is part of so sixteen nineteen. Ex- I think, I'm and I've looked at some it. of the sixteen nineteen. Um, yeah, so that that we'll do that at nine o'clock when we come back. But exciting. Um, okay. Does anybody trust anything going on in D.C. with classified documents anymore? What the hell is Mike Pence doing with classified I documents? I don't have any. Okay. Mike. Now we find out that Mike Pence had some classified documents. And I'm very confused on the deal with Mike Pence having classified documents. This kind of muddies the water, and to me, it lessens the impact of a Joe Biden. It doesn't, to me, lessen it. What it... What it what I'm what I'm thinking about is I'm trying to read between the lines. Why do we know Pence has classified documents? This is why did they find the classified? Why were they looking for classified documents? This is good. Is there something going on that we don't know about? Of course. Where they're going out and searching all of these folks for classified documents? Why, or is Pence just trying to be relevant? And he's telling his aides, "Hey, go search through my things." That's not the way I to be relevant. That's not the way classified to be relevant. documents. But something is going on. Why all of a sudden we had Trump with classified documents? Now we have Biden with classified documents. That's not now we have Pence with classified documents. Part of the cool club, (laughs) the cool kids club. It's like he's completely irrelevant, (laughs) and now all of a sudden he has classified documents. And I have to say, I don't even care that he has classified documents. What could what could they be about? I mean, or is it is it a bid to make sure he doesn't run? In that, it could be that too. But, or, but what I don't understand, why were his aides looking for classified documents? Is there something going on where all of these different political offices are being searched for classified documents? Was something found in Trump's papers to make people believe that Pence and Biden had classified documents? Mm. I'm, I'm, Pence to me is completely irrelevant. So I don't understand why exactly he was be his office's search for classified document. I just don't get what's going on between the lines. This Does that kind of make sense? Yes, it makes sense. What is going but on? But I, I nothing is done by accident. Nothing absolutely. <laughs> to me, it lessens the national hit on a Joe Biden because some of Joe Biden's doc or the Joe the doc, the documents that Joe Biden had were from when when most of them from what was his role right for when he was. Vice, Vice president. president. Yes. Mike Pence has documents from when he was what? Vice president. Vice president. The, well, the Republicans are doing it. The Democrats are doing it. Everybody's doing it. It's not that big of a deal. Nothing to see here, people. I see what you're, where you're going. So you're thinking that they searched Pence's office or his home to see if he had classified documents so they can see, look, Mike Pence did it too. And so we cannot completely blast Biden for it. No, but the original story said that Mike Pence found the documents himself, himself. And then they backtracked. They said, well, no, it was his aides that uh-huh. found the documents. Why are his aides looking for classified uh-huh. documents? What is going on? Well, his Pence classified documents connects him to the Bidens, Obamas, and Clintons. That coming from Debbie today. Pence said he did proactively. Um, just to go back through. I mean, he's always tried to be the uh, the cleaned up Goody two shoes. Yes. There's nothing. I'm just going to go back and make sure nobody can find anything because we know he has a goal. What is his goal? This cat actually thinks that he can run for president. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not. Mike Pence actually, I think he thinks that he has a shot. 
I think he thinks he does, too. To be the next president of the United States. He's going to have quite the eye-opening. <laughs> Nikki Haley he throwing seems, her hat oh in there, too. God. She I, also has zero chance. What is, the, what is the idea behind this? Is this so that people can get more name recognition? I know people who run for local offices in the St. Louis area just to, quote, get name recognition. And also, I'm told that money you raise as a candidate you can't use it for yourself, but you know what you can do with those funds? Let's say oh, you yes. run for office and you lose and you have the coffers full. You can donate it to charities or charities of people that you know, that you like, uh, maybe that you're associated with. And don't think for a second that money. And this is where I don't trust a lot of people because I've seen a lot of things behind the scenes that I don't even talk about on air. That money can fun be funneled back. There are ways to do that. And can't you also fund other political campaigns? Oh, with that money? I don't know. With that ask. money? I'll have to, we'll have to ask about that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you can. Scotty, get Scott, phone, get Scott Fawn on the phone. Let's get Scott on. Let me <laughs> see if he'll answer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll check in with Scott Fawn to find out what's because, up with and that. And the other reason why I think that is it seems like someone recently didn't win. They didn't get as far as they expected to. So they turned around and they took their funds and supported another candidate. But I, I could be wrong. Lizzie says running for office is lucrative. Yes, yes, it is. Maybe very lucrative. Maybe hey, we should all run. Hey, Scotty. By the way, we need to get Kathy her video link script in our her link, and I don't know how we do that. How do you want to do that? But Kathy Helbig Strict will be joining us coming up uh, at about eight thirty. Um, but yeah, if you run for office, I. Yeah, Glenn says you can fund other campaigns. I thought so. Alex McCarthy with Raising Sales, our marketing team, said he ran for office. Uh, I'd be curious, Alex, what's the deal there? I think Alex was one of the youngest folks ever in this area, at least in this area, to run for Republican office. Folks? I like how you say that. <laughs> uh, Trump did. Glenn Thompson says that Trump did. It's a fascinating topic to run for office. Um, Kurt says, because Vic... They're always considered a presidential candidate. And we also know also that, true. But we also know there are people who run for office who know that they have no shot of winning, but they're put up to run for office to help dictate said results. That happened in the St. Louis County executive election a few years ago from the Democratic side. And it happens at a national level too. It happens for governors. Um, we have definitely seen that go. <laughs> Todd's alleging that uh, Sam Page is pocketing money. As well, you said it, Todd. We didn't. <laughs> hey, Scotty, do you need any? Do you need any information for Kathy so we can make sure? That I just need her email if you can send that to me. Okay, you got it. So if I if I become a presidential candidate, I will always go down in the history books that Tabitha Hassel ran for president. I will always be a presidential candidate. I would assume that just being a candidate, even if you have absolutely zero chance, like I would. <laughs> Mm -hmm. would still maybe get you some deals down the line. Well, Alex says, of course, you can fund other campaigns and even advocacy special interest groups like pro-life groups, BLM, or whatever. So you make that money, and then you can put that money wherever you want. That's Perfect. what I That's thought. Fascinating. That is fascinating. That's just great. I thought that, because <laughs> I, I know when Bob Onder was running for St. Charles County Council, and then he changed his mind, I'm pretty sure he then backed... Nick Schroer. I'm not positive, but I thought that he transferred the money he made to Nick Schroer's campaign. And you're talking about a local election in the local St. Louis election, area. Yes. Yeah, and it goes around all across the country. It is very interesting. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just, this whole Pence deal, it makes me think twice about, it's, it, it doesn't add up. 
It doesn't. It it's doesn't like, add up. Uh, you know, when I first read the story, I thought, okay, Pence is trying to be relevant. You know, nobody <laughs> cares about Pence anymore. We we don't even. We kind of don't even. We kind of sidestep him. And then all of a sudden, oh, Pence has classified documents. We really do sidestep. I'm so, waiting for him to blame Trump. Trump told me to take him. He probably will. Say He's that. such a weasel. And I used to like. I I loved Mike Pence. I just hate it. No, I he hate was a, it. No, he, things have changed. Yeah, no, he was a perfect VP. He did. He, yeah, he, he really he kept, was. He kept his mouth until shut until the end, and then until the end, and then of course he had other issues and whatever. <laughs> and, um, this is cancel this tab of the hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Um, we got an EPB out on Eric Johnson this morning. EPB out on Eric Johnson, the man with the ball cap and the leather jacket. Might be a uh, few hours before we hear from him. This this is a white Caucasian male driving a slick BMW with thin tires. He may be in a ditch somewhere in St. Peter's. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is Eric's going to wake up at some point, and by then all of the dusting of snow is going to have melted, and he's going to be very surprised. Be like what? What? Yeah, because we didn't get the <laughs> snow event as of now throughout the St. Louis area as much as we thought we were going to be getting it, at least as we were told from local forecasters. If you listen to the right ones like I do, you would know that it was the south, some of the south parts of the St. Louis metropolitan area that got hit. It wasn't the majority of the St. Louis and out area. But, um, you know, I, I listened to a couple of my guys. There we go. You are always, I'm not kidding you, Vic, from as long as, long as I've known you, you have always been spot on with the weather. 24 years in local news, listening to these guys. You were always talk spot, on. I, spot on. I listen to you more than I listen to any there we forecaster. Go. Hey, Debbie says, look deeper, Vic and Tabitha. You would be surprised I, by Pence. I was. I was surprised too. And you know, I think why I was kind of snowballed by Pence is I've listened to his radio show. You know, he used to have a radio show in Indiana. Yeah, you t I didn't know this until you told me. Wasn't it pretty popular? It, yeah, it was a very popular radio in show. In Indiana, it probably would be. And he was really good. I loved his show. As a matter of fact, the things that he talked about are a lot like the things we talk about now. And I felt like he was one of us. And then there towards the end, you know, whenever after the election, when everything was going down, it was like, I saw a different side of him. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not one of us. And if, once you see that side, then you can't go back. He has zero chance of winning a presidential election. Okay, Tabitha breaks everything down in the Republican Party as establishment or not establishment. It's, that's what it comes down what to. What is he? I think that's on both sides. Yeah, I don't know. Alex calls him Pedo Pence. What? Do Come you know on. something, Alex, we don't know? <laughs> I do think it's very weird that these documents were found. I, I I would almost bet that he did it himself to be relevant. It, it might be. I would I really it. do. Um, speaking of being relevant, what the hell is going on with Biden now, Tabitha? Um, you were talking about Biden's now, he is changing course regarding yes, they have, the tanks. I'm talking about those M1 tanks. They have decided to send the Abrams tanks. 30 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. Despite the fact that we have received numerous warnings from Russia, very explicit warnings, saying if you send these tanks, if you send any more heavy equipment over to Ukraine, guess what's going to happen? We're going to we're going to make sure you feel it on your own soil. How is that, though? It's well, not going to be some nuclear war. We're not going to nuclear war. But we war. have to remember what a nuclear war was back in the, the Cold War is different than what it is today today a nuclear strike is a tactical strike yeah it might be it's it's not like it was once was and what what russia has always stated is if they resort to nuclear war it's going to be a tactical 
nuclear strike. And they're going to take out what they call the decision-making centers, which would be NATO, which would be the parliament in London, which might be, you know, something in Washington, D.C. We, we don't know. But the fact is, is now we have Russia coming out and saying this is no longer a proxy war. Now it's a real war. Yeah, we but, are in a direct war with you. Yeah, but Americans aren't listening. I mean, they should know, be listening. I, they should be, but they're not listening because think of all the threats that these dictators and people from all across the country yes. have been making for 20, 30, 40 years. This is different, Vic. Russia. I'm not saying you're wrong. It I, could be. I know. I know you're not saying I'm wrong. But I'm just saying the American public is like, OK, Tab. But don't you think we know you and I, I mean, I guess because we're in this business and we read these articles, we know a little bit more about it than some people. Putin is backed into a corner. He will not lose. Yeah, this dude's a little different. He rides horses. Naked. With, with, without saddles. And, <laughs> and a short bus. And fancies himself a legitimate uh, worldwide threat. Do you guys ever remember I don't hearing... think you ever take... I don't think you ever take the uh, the soldier out of a guy right. like that. Going, going back to, like, the strategic strikes, did you guys remember ever hearing about St. Louis being... A top target because of like Boeing and like yes. Illinois Air with Scott Air Force Base Absolutely. and things like that. Do you think that's still relevant today? I don't think in this Ukraine war. I mean, maybe maybe Boeing just because we do have some Boeing fighter jets guess. coming coming out of there. But but that they've never threatened that. You know, they Russia has been very forward with their threats and they have been very precise in saying that we're going to attack your decision-making centers. And that that's their exact wording, decision-making centers. And they've and we they've left it up to us, I guess, to decide where the decision-making centers are. And, and I've seen a lot of speculation as to what that is. But I don't think that was go is going to be St. Louis. I just don't think this is a great idea. Our president now switching gears and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to send the M1 Abrams tanks over now. Uh, this does nothing to cool any tempers. If anything, as Tabitha just said, it only intensifies the situation. We're poking, poking, poking. Yeah, you've been talking about poking the bear for a long time. And, and, we're, and we continue. We're good at that, aren't we? We are very good at it. We continue to do it. I've always said from day one that we would continue sending money, sending weapons, sending heavy equipment to Ukraine until we force Russia into a direct war with us. I think that our government wants a direct war with Russia. And I think they're going to continue to send equipment until they get what they want. I agree. Now, why do they want it? it? Because they want to take down BRICS. They don't want Russia to become the next superpower. They don't want Russia and China to come together. You know, now there's all mm -hmm. this talk about an anti-American military alliance coming together. Like NATO, you know how NATO has, it, has NATO troops? Yep. Now Russia and China are talking about building an anti-America military alliance where they will have BRICS troops, just like NATO has NATO troops. I think we need to send you to China or Ukraine, <laughs> and you could be our inside reporter on everything Eastern European, <laughs> political, geopolitical, proxy war related, Tabitha, drama, war, hassle. Hey, drama, no. war, hassle. <laughs> you mean Seriously, truth, truth that's, not that's drama. Truth, truth. No, we need drama is derogatory. It is, you're right. It, but it's it's a... It's a catchy, fun thing that we talk I about. I know, but that's a derogatory we need term. You, we need you on the ground over there. You can take your ham radio, a few MREs, and you'll survive. The rest of us couldn't survive. You would find a way to oh, survive. Oh, I would survive. <laughs> I'd probably have fun over there. Seriously, we got to send you over there. Please go to cancelthisshow.com, hit the donate button, 
You guys know people with money that love what we do. Support our show so we can send Tabitha there and send Eric to St. Louis City. And we will cover (laughs) every news story that we possibly can here on CancelThisShow.com. By the way, you can go to CancelThisShow.com. Share the show as much as you can. Like, subscribe when we're on the platforms that you can find. And let people know about what we're doing. Also, if you know people who want to join us in an advertising sense as well, go ahead and do that. Just like, uh, oh, the number one realtor. I call her the number one realtor in the state of Missouri. And, of course, St. Louis. That's our friend Kathy Helbig-Strick joining us live from New York. Normally, we have you in studio from Experience Realty Partners. Uh, You're in New York for a conference. What's going on with the real estate industry in New York? I am. So this is the most exciting conference of the year. It's the premier real estate tech conference. So, um, you know, all the big economists, all the CEOs of all the huge brokerages are all here. So it's really fun to just kind of sit here and and get to be a part of that. And just, I'm always a student of the industry. I'll never stop being a student of the industry. So I get excited about these things. So uh, basically uh, yesterday was kickoff. Um, Most of the the people on stage were, had, I would say, a cautiously optimistic view of 2023 with real is where real estate is concerned um they did say it is one of the hardest years to predict so everybody's putting an asterisk by what they're saying basically but uh the the upsides were that uh mortgage applications are up 20 percent so now that we they they feel inflation is mostly behind us we're seeing rates come back down a little bit home buyers are coming out but uh builder sentiment is up Days on the market are down. Home prices are increasing again a little bit. So those are all positive indicators that we're moving into a better real estate market than what we saw this fall. Somebody referred to this fall as the buyers went on strike. And I thought that was was pretty pretty, like that. So so they're back. They're back to work. (laughs) I love hearing that, Kathy. You know, when, when you were here last time, I had hoped we would get to it. We'll have to get to it today. Speaking of of buyers. When you're out looking for real estate, when I go on the different web pages and I'm looking at listings, I see that a lot of homes are marked as contingent. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people I talk to say, well, if they're contingent, that means they're off the market. I have zero chance. And I think people miss out on opportunities by thinking that way. Correct. And, and I'm just curious if you can explain to people exactly what contingency means and the different types of yeah. contingency. Sure. So when you see contingent and every website is a little bit different, some will say pending or off market. Some will say contingent. Um, the, the, what you don't see as the consumer is what is it contingent on? So the realtor has a little bit better view from our MLS data, as long as it's been marked correctly. <clears throat> and typically it will, it will give us some sort of indication of what that contingency is. So depending on what it is, falls on the spectrum of, do you have a chance in H-E double or do you not have a chance to, as a buyer to, to still have an opportunity at this house? So for instance, what I see on my side um, on contingent, there's contingent under contract, there's contingent with a kickout and contingent without a kickout. A kickout means the seller has some sort of mechanism built into the contract that would allow them to have some control of possibly ending that first contract. Mm -hmm. So if you're a buyer, that's one that I would still consider contingent with a kickout because 
And a, a mainstream example of that would be a home sale contingency. So that's typically, mm-hmm. you know, most of the ones that we see that are that, but not all of them. <clears throat> and I'll explain that in a minute. But most of the ones you see that are home that are contingent with a kickout, they they typically want to continue to show. Now, not not every seller does, but most should and would want to continue to show that house. The problem is the consumer isn't educated. Buyer uh, buyer agents or agents sometimes they don't want to waste their time with them because there's still a good percentage of time that that's not going to go through for their buyer. So instead of distracting them or getting their heart set on something, then they might not be able to have agents sometimes will kind of try to go away from those, which, which personally, I don't think you should. To me, I look at if somebody already bought it, then it was good enough for somebody else to love. So if I have a chance to get it for my client, let's take the time to go see that house and see if it's one that you might love too. And what if Yes, we had a hit there. So if Kathy, you can hear us, you continue to talk. Maybe we reestablish. Maybe it'll come through. Um, that's good, though. That's good technology coming from New York. It was working very, very yes. well from our hotel room. Um, hopefully nothing's happened <clears throat> in a lot New of York. Crazy weather between there and here. Um, this is uh, it, it's it, it's fascinating getting the education when it comes to have you ever been in a situation like that? Y- yes. As a matter of fact, on the buying end, you know, we you know, we've. We've had situations, well, really on both, because there was a time when I was looking for homes and I was one of those people where I saw, where I, if I saw it said contingent, I would just overlook it and say, okay, well, that's mm-hmm. done. I'm not going to worry about that. And then I would see that house back on the market later on. I'm like, that's a missed opportunity. Something fell through. It didn't work. You cannot completely discount those houses that just say contingent. Yeah. It, now the information, it, it's, it is priceless. And that's what I was talking about, Kathy. Um, when she tries, um, yeah, she was just telling me, um, yeah, she lost the stream. She's going to try again. So anyway, um, the other thing that she started the show off with to know these things, cause I talked about her. I mean, I've never met anybody in the St. Louis area in the state of Missouri who knows more, who has more experience. And she's still putting the time in to try to learn Chris Berman, one of my favorite sportscasters of all time, um, still uses a coach. He said, I still would use because you've never, quote, arrived. And if you, quote, arrive and don't do any continuing education, continuing performance evaluations, you'll stop. You won't continue to good. Chris Berman did it, one of the best sportscasters for a long time. I mean, he was just very entertaining. And Kathy Helbig trying to do it as well. Um, I've never, you know, I've been one of those people. I would shy away from contingency. Right, because you, go you get look. that feeling and, that uh, I'm, I'm going to waste my time. Exactly, because you're like, okay, well, I'll really like this home, and then the contract will go through, and then I have no chance. But so often, it does fall through. But see, I've also been on the other end, you know, on the buying end, to where you you write a contract that's contingent, maybe on contingent on selling other property. My family right now, we are we have a house under contract that we're attempting to buy, and it's contingent on selling another property, you know? And, and so is that going to happen? It, you know, it's always a risk. Well, Kathy is in the process of giving you tips as a buyer and as a seller when right. you're dealing with a contingency effort. Also on the agenda, if we're able to work through that, was touching on foreclosures uh, regarding so that, you know, listeners were asking about foreclosures because it's such a complicated process. There's so much that goes in and out and studying it. And it, it's truly an art to study foreclosures. So um, if we get Kathy back, we'll certainly try to get that done as well. So um, we appreciate Kathy jumping in. I'm curious when it comes to the standpoint 
um, the tips. We, yeah, we got we her have, back. And we have Kathy back. And if you remember hey. where you were talking about those tips for <laughs> yes, buyers I and do. sellers. I'm so sorry. I don't know where you guys <laughs> lost me, but I think I lost you where I was saying um, I would show somebody the house. Did you hear yeah. that part? Yes. yes. Just, Perfect. Just after that. Okay. Okay. So basically just to go a little deeper with home sale contingent contracts, that kick out clause for a seller. This is why a lot of people are, don't understand the process. If you are a buyer that makes an offer on a home that is contingent on your home selling and closing, then generally that form and your offer has a little paragraph in there that says seller's option. Seller has the option at any time for any reason to give the buyer blank amount of hours to remove your home sale contingency or this contract is terminated. So you can take a buyer's offer. A buyer is typically, typically going to write in 60 to 90 days closing, give me time to get my house on the market, get it under contract and get it closed. So I'm going to put everything on with you on hold while I do that. And a lot of sellers go, no way. I'm not doing that. I'm not taking my house off the market for 90 days and not be able to sell it. But really, in essence, as a seller, you're not committed to that contract for any longer than the blank hours that you put in, which is typically 24, 48 or 72 hours. So 48 is the norm that we see. So two days you're giving this buyer time to get his house on the market. What if he goes under contract in three days? Right. Then everybody's a happy camper. You're moving forward. But if for some reason he doesn't, or you see the pictures come up and you're like, oh my God, I had no idea this is the house that they have to sell before they can buy my house. You get cold feet or you get another offer that comes in that you want to take, or you just change your mind. You can in writing, notify the buyer, Hey, your 48 hours is starting right now. If you don't remove your home sale contingency and at the end of 48 hours, I'm free to sell the house and do do what I want with this house. So you're really only locked in for as long as that seller's option. But you do have to realize if the buyer does take off that home sale contingency before those 48 hours, he does continue on with the contract. So we've had, you know, a few occasions where somebody gets in under a buyer contingency like that, and then a better offer comes in, let's say it's $20,000 higher. So you're like, I want to push that buyer out and take the second offer. If buyer number one firms up, buyer number one keeps the contract at the contract terms moving forward all the way to closing. Oh, it is that makes sense? Heck yes, it does. That's why I would call you. <laughs> I was like, I would never try to attack <laughs> this by yeah. myself, of course. And, and, and this, so yeah, a person another, can't do this. Another risk for a seller, you know, with that, because I don't want to say there are times it makes sense as a seller to take a contract like that. But you also have to keep in mind that you are taking it contingent on their sale and successful closing. So you can go all the way to the closing table, had a pretty smooth deal. Everybody negotiates their building inspections because you got to remember, you got to wait for your buyer to get through inspections, your buyer's buyer to get through inspections, you to get through appraisal, your buyer's buyer to get through appraisal, loan commitment, same thing. So it's double the people that have to jump through all those hoops and then let's say you get to closing and somebody gets in a terrible car accident. Somebody decides they're getting a divorce in the process and they just go, not closing. If you're the seller that took the contract that was contingent upon the buyer's sale and closing, then that buyer is not obligated to you if their deal fell through. So you're mm -hmm. kind of the one at the end of the line, maybe left holding the bag. 
I haven't seen it happen a million times. I've seen it happen occasionally that it doesn't go through, but a lot of the times they go through. So if you're getting much better terms because the person came to the table asking for you to make it contingent on their home sale, maybe weigh out the, the risks. We're talking with Kathy Helbig Strict of Experience Real Estate Partners when you were gone, uh, when you were trying to reconnect. I, I said, I think yes. it's amazing because you were t- you were talking about how you're in New York right now, getting continuing education, continuing to uh, educate yourself. I hadn't met anybody, at least in my life, that knows more about real estate than you. And I compared you to Chris Berman from ESPN. He's one of the best sports broadcasters <laughs> of all time. He still has a coach, Kathy. He still has a yeah. talent coach. Tom Brady yeah. still has a QB coach that he talks to yeah. to learn how to throw a ball. This is why it's so important, which is why we trust you. And if anybody has questions, they contact Kathy at 314-276-SOLD, 314-276-7653. Uh, another big topic you wanted to cover today was foreclosure, something that um, I don't know if people think they know about it or don't know about it, but I think we're going to find out right now. Yes. So somebody had brought up last week during the show, I think it was a listener sent a Facebook message through or something about foreclosures. And, you know, I will go on record. I am not a foreclosure specialist. And there's a reason why I'm not a foreclosure specialist is they're kind of a pain in the butt. So everybody, you know, has the pie in the sky idea of when they're getting in the market, let's go buy a foreclosure. I'm going to get a great deal. And I can tell you there are some deals out there to be had. But typically, it's not going to the uneducated buyer that's a one-off buyer. Like, there's relationships out there with real estate agents and, you know, just investors, mostly, with banks. So, they'll hear about these foreclosures before they even hit the block. There's foreclosures that are at the courthouse steps. Those are the most challenging as a novice because... You've got to make a decision right then and there on the steps. If you're buying the house, you've got to have cash or line of credit to close. And you don't get all these contingencies of, well, let me go do an inspection now that I bought the house. Like that's, you've got to be ready to go. You've already needed to see the house. There's no contingencies on inspections. Um, Also, I think a myth that people think with foreclosures is that they think they're going to get a smoking deal. Mm -hmm. It all depends on what the, the consumer owed when they when they went under water, you know, when they when they stopped making payments to the bank. So what does the bank have into it? In a market like the one we just had, a bank's not just going to go sell it for what they have into it. They're going to go put it on the market, try to make market rate for it. Most of the time they're going to get it because we're low on inventory, even if it wasn't in great shape the last couple of years. So some of those foreclosure homes are not selling for a huge amount under market. You know, a lot of times banks will even take it into inventory, which are called REOs. Just take those into inventory. Sometimes they'll put the paint and wallpaper down and put in carpet and and then go and make money on those houses. So if you are thinking about wanting to jump into foreclosures, I would definitely align with either an investor coach or an agent that does a lot of foreclosures because it is definitely tricky, tricky water to navigate. It sounds like it. And I think you're right, Kathy. I think a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to get a $100,000 house for $30,000 and then I'm going to hurry up and able to flip it or rent it out. Yeah. And and I know it's not as easy as it sounds. Now, yes, I know you're, you're definitely. at, you're at a conference. What are you learning? Mm-hmm. What are you learning new there? Well, exciting. So 
kind of funny. It's this a little bit surreal year. I'm coming full circle because I've been coming to this conference. I think this is my 22nd year, pretty much not soon after they came up with this conference. And it's twice a year. There's one in New York. There's one that, that was always in San Francisco. They just moved to to uh, Las Vegas the last couple of years because it's becoming so big. But, you know, the big players are here, like the million dollar listing folks. Mauricio's here. We sat next to Mauricio. <laughs> <laughs> his girls, you know, so, um, but I get to take the main stage this time for the first, I, I was on stage one other time before on a startup uh, app that I was involved with, but today I get to take the main stage. So it's kind of, yeah. kind of full yeah. circle. <laughs> your cheering section. What is your top, what is your topic? My topic is on the shifting market, how to, how to navigate through a shifting market, because we are dealing with sellers that came they're still their heads still in last year and they're kind of in a oh. fog and you know because because i'm i'll say experience it also means old because i've been around for so long um i lived through the first real estate crash i got in the business in 1997 so i kind of had this happen before real estate market was going up 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 and then boom we hit you know the crisis with the subprime loans and everything that was happening there and so i navigated those waters from 2008 to about 2011 similarly to kind of the quick change that we're dealing with in our market now so they asked me to come and speak to you know what what's what did i learn from the last market that we can help people shorten their learning curve this market so they don't have to put their head in the sand and learn the hard way which is what sellers did back then um the other thing, Tabitha, that I thought was interesting, and I, I want to dive a little deeper into, and I definitely want to talk about it on, you know, one of our upcoming shows, but I thought it was interesting. I sat on, on about an hour's worth of what's happening coming down the pike with the financial sector. Mm. And there was a couple of people on stage that were talking about, uh, you know, they have programs coming out now, but they're trying to institutionalize. I know this is going to set Eric off, <laughs> institutionalize. Uh, regular home ownership, just like the institutions have come in and, and bought up the, the properties for rentals. Yes. They're looking at potentially having options for sellers to where they're, I don't know if I can explain it properly without diving deep, but basically they're buying shares of people's houses. So you don't have to move. You don't have to take out a home equity line of credit. You're not incurring more debt. The way they're spinning it is we're in it with you. The ups or the downs of the market. We're now an investor in your home with you. And you can take out a lump sum amount of money that you need to then go pay off short-term debt, credit cards, uh, how, colleges for kids, student loans, um, car debt, those type of things. So I thought that was kind of an interesting segue into now we're looking at people that are going to be um, tapping into homeowners equity. They said 50% of homeowners have more than 50% equity in their house. Oh, right. That's now, is that kind of like a spin on, what do they call that? Um, reverse mortgage, something along those lines? It's, it's not, it's completely different from reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgage, you know, there's definitely some qualifications there and you've got to have a lot of equity and it has, there's some negative connotations oh, okay. to reverse mortgage. This is, this is really, there, there's, there's some similarities, but I know I was dealing with an investor in town that came into St. Louis last year that was targeting senior housing. Right. Um, one story only, they were buying out the seniors 
completely. In this case, they're only buying a portion of the house, a portion of the equity house. They're buying out the the seniors completely and then renting the house back to them for as long as they want. I've heard about a lot about minimum. Yeah. And, you know, they had some success. They came in when the market went a little crazy. So it was, you know, probably not as many as they planned to, to grab. But I'm going to we're going to see that coming back as well. Okay. So just lots of creative ways to get that equity out of the house and get it into the mainstream. Kathy, I'm curious if you saw something at the conference before we let you go today. Did you see the report Goldman Sachs released today? They said the four U.S. cities, they're predicting, Goldman Sachs predicting four U.S. cities are going to suffer a 2008 crash in home values. Did you see that report that they put out yet? They have not. What were the cities they mentioned? Well, the, the cities that they mentioned are San Jose, California, San Diego, California, San Diego, mm-hmm. Austin, Texas, and Phoenix, Arizona. Now, Goldman Sachs' yeah. prediction yeah. is that you're yeah. likely going to see noticeable increases in those home prices before drastic decreases mm-hmm. of more than 25% in those four cities. That blew me away. What do you make of yeah. that hearing it on the spot? Well, those are the cities that had the fastest growth over the last two years. So um, I'm not surprised by those. I'm surprised that they're saying it's still going to go up a little bit because I think we're already seeing (laughs) a little bit of a cooling off in those markets. But again, the buyers were on strike in the fall. That's the that's the cooling off we're seeing. And we are seeing people come back. So maybe they're right. We are going to see one more run before it starts to go backwards. Yeah, Austin. Steve was just in. My husband was just in Austin at a real estate conference, and that market is heating back up again. That's interesting when we see that. Anything you want to leave yeah. our viewers and uh, listeners with today before we let you get back to the uh, bright lights and big city, the big lit city lights of New York <laughs> exactly. City? Woo! And yeah, we can, Steve's uh, in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I travel with a fan club. Um, <laughs> no, I want to cover a new contingency every week too. So be thinking about, you know, if you've got any other questions on those, but uh, I love that because it it needs clarification. It's so, it's so confusing because there's so many different types of contingencies and they mean so many different things to buyers versus sellers. No, they really do. And once again, um, don't go out and try to do this real estate stuff by yourself. I mean, especially if you're looking at this right now, the markets are changing. They're ever changing right now. It seems as if, uh, you really need a lot of education to go out and make sure you're getting the best deal, the best situations. Let me throw one quick yes. tip out to buyers on that contingency thing too. If you've already sold your house, but you need the equity out of it to close, you're going to write your contract contingent on your successful closing, not on the sale and closing because it's already under contract, right? So you've already completed that piece. There is a difference in the two typical real estate forms. That seller kickout is not in mm. the buyer can, the, the closing contingency only. So what I caution all my buyers to do is because a lot of times you are going into it with you having to sell first to write into the contract because we've had people get caught in the crosshairs before on these. Write into your contract if you do have to sell that once you go under contract, that sellers again. This is for the buyer's perspective. The sellers kickout deletes from the offer at that point in time. Because what we've had happen before is, you know, somebody's only moving. I'm going to sell my house because I want that house. That's the one I want to move into. So you get under contract with them and then they get notified and then you sell your house. So now you got a buyer and then guess what? Somebody comes in and offers that guy $50,000 more and he goes, 
See ya. Yep. Even See ya. though you're two weeks before closing, he can do that. That's a really so protect- good tip. Mm-hmm. Great tip, Kathy. And a lot Kathy. of people don't know that tip. So I have these no are the idea. little things that if you don't use an agent that's experienced in this kind of stuff, you're going to lose. Hence the name. People experience been burnt before. Experience <laughs> real estate partners. Yes. Experience yes. real estate partners. Experience, experience real right. estate partners. Kathy Helbig Strick, the phone number 314-276-SOLD. 314-276-SOLD. Before we let you go, is there a best month to sell your house, Kathy? It was a question that just came in. So if you're a buyer, best month to buy is January. If you're a seller, the best months to sell are typically June, June, July. Perfect. What a great way to end. Tell Steve we said hello. Have a great time in New York. We'll catch up with you next week. And thanks again for the knowledge. Kathy Helbig Strick with Experience Real Estate Partners. Uh, 314-276-SOLD. 314-276-SOLD. If you give a call, the least least that you're going to get is least information that will help you. That is for sure. And um, I, I know she's helped me. Oh my gosh, that's such wonderful <laughs> I have, information. I have gotten lots of advice from her over the years, so I am grateful uh, <laughs> that she could join us from New York from that standpoint. Once again, the phone number, 314-276-SOLD, 314-276-SOLD. And of course, one of our first sponsors that we had regarding the show and what we're doing here, and um, we appreciate her jumping in on that. And with all the people that are watching and those numbers that we're putting out, I think she's going to get some calls, that's for sure. So I think so too. And you know what? I, I didn't want to keep, I know she had a lot of, very important things to talk about. So I didn't want to continue with, I didn't, I didn't, I want, I want to talk to you about this because I want to talk about it more if that's okay. Real estate. I know she's busy and I know she's got stuff to do, but I'll tell you what, when she was talking about companies, investment companies, Buying shares of your home. I, I, I've never heard that. Have I you ever was about heard to blow before? a gasket over but that. But have you ever heard this? I'd never heard of no, that. No, I've never heard of that. I have never heard of that. And you know, it's like, and I know you had a question for her, so I didn't want to drag it on, but I'm telling you what, that blows my mind. I don't want anyone owning a portion of my home. But you may be in a situation where you need somebody to help you at a certain point in time. Maybe if it came Those down to... Those are contingency to, factors that come into play. Maybe if it came down to the fact where you were going to lose your home, the only way to keep your home is to sell shares of your home. But that cannot be good for our country. It can't be good for our country. You know, we've talked so It doesn't much. seem like it, but man, I try to keep an open mind with everything. <sighs> because if there's one thing we've learned in life... You have to change. You have to adjust with a lot of things because life changes. And it, it, it is, I see, Joylene, it is a frightening thought. Life it, changing isn't always a good thing. You no, know, it isn't. And that's like we've talked to Kathy before about these investment companies. You know, something that, that's Bendy happening. Bendy says it's good for retired people who don't want to sell but need the money. And, that, and that's the same as, and I know that Kathy said it's not the same as a reverse mortgage. But I had a neighbor one time. He was an elderly man. He was in his late 80s. He, you he owned his home, and he did a reverse. Now, I guess he didn't own his home. He had a tiny bit left that he owed. But anyway, he did a reverse mortgage. It allowed him to stay in his home. He was receiving monthly payments. He didn't have family, so he wasn't worried about the home going to anyone. Mm-hmm. And that situation worked out really well for him. But there's a lot of elderly people who do these reverse mortgages, and they end up without a home. They end up in a really bad situation. I don't want anyone owning shares in my home because I don't know how that's going to turn out for me in the end. No, I get it. Hey, by the way, you have a new mic today, and I love it. 
Your hair looks great. We can see you. Your camera shot looks great, Tabitha. Well, thank so you. So I thought I'd give you a compliment. We can actually see your beautiful hair now, and your shot looks amazing. I was going to say you both look great. Yeah. Well, your shots are looking good. Yeah. Well, if we don't pat ourselves on the back for you, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll pat you on the back and ourselves. Why? Thank you. Uh, Where's your camera at, Scotty? Because uh, you're looking pretty. It good hasn't back there shown too. up yet. <laughs> <laughs> it is on the way. It has been Damn purchased. It. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the biscuit is not quite in the basket, but it's on its way. So anyway, I love that shot. Not, And uh, there you go. Benny says you look stunning. Your hair. Well, looks, thank you. We can see it all, Tabitha. You look amazing. Um, I, I don't know what to do with that. I mean, once again, if somebody says it's good or it works for some people and then it doesn't work for others. I'm going to look more it. into that and maybe we can talk to Kathy about it again. Maybe we can even do like a non-live segment with Kathy. To break down some of this stuff even further. That's your segment. For like an extra, That's you know, your segment. An, an extra content for the library because some of this stuff really worries me. You know, here, in, I think what we need to do, we need to talk to our new attorney general here in the state of Missouri. He's he's on he's on deck. <laughs> I, I'm ready to talk to him because what we need to do, we need to ask a Andrew Bailey, is that his name? Yes. We need to talk to Andrew Bailey, Attorney General Bailey. M-I-Z-Z-O-U. <laughs> And we, what we've got to do is find out what is going on with these investment companies here in the state of Missouri, because they are buying up every single house that comes available. What, what's happening, Vic, and it's happening in my own neighborhood, in my own neighborhood, I see it happening. A house will go up for sale. These investment companies come in. They will give the owner, the, the seller, 20% more. They outbid everyone. They buy the house. They'll let it sit as a rental pro as an empty rental property, let's say for six months. And every single person that applies, you know, the, for these ridiculous qualifications that they're looking for, of course, they're, they're going to take the applications, $100 fee, application fee, per family member, because every person living in the home has to pay an application fee. And then they, they're they making more money in application fees than they would make in rent. It just didn't happen. Guess what? When I was looking at doing some home situations, a move. Yes. This has been going on for well over a year. It has been going on over for a and year, yes. Over a year. Yes. And I was like, mother trucker. And I was looking at all that stuff going, damn, we just can't win for losing right now. You can't Unless win. you're a massive big daddy in the real estate game with a massive national slash worldwide company behind you. And but, what's going to happen? And rent is sky high. I do I just looked at your comment there Benny, I see. Rent is sky high. You know, I don't I don't know if this happening in Missouri. I know it's happening in Texas where these investment companies they're buying entire neighborhoods. They're buying an I entire subdivisions. I want to ask Kathy that. And Kathy, if you're listening still by the way, I think you had to get back to the conference. Let me know. Text me so I can let people know that. I had not heard of buying entire neighborhoods. And, and the point behind all of this is is companies like BlackRock they're giving these in smaller investment companies money. So it's billions of dollars at the top, trickles down to these smaller investment companies. And what the point of it is, is they want to take away your right to own a home. You know, They I, want I, everything to be a rental home. I have a friend that works with U.S. Bank, and he told me that they have a pro program right now with U.S. Bank because of everything that's going on. And I'll do my best to explain this, even though I do not work for U.S. Bank, where they will help. They'll promote you from the start to the end of building a house and fund you all the way through. And you do that entire loan with U.S. Bank from start to finish on building a brand new home because of the situations that have occurred. And I think that's kind of comparable. That's a way to kind of try to, to it's beat a way the to market, beat the system. to beat what's happening right now. So I just learned about that last week for the first I would, time. And I would love to talk to that person, too, because we have to come up. We have to start. It's crazy that you have to think outside of the box and become inventive 
to buy a home. No, that's I know, but it's ever changing. But that's cold. But that's socialism. It's communism. When I our know. government, it, it happens they with don't... cars right now too, though, Tabitha. Well, that's, that's because life. there's a shortage of cars. I mean, that's, it's, investors aren't buying cars. But things aren't staying the same. We but see people that are happen. flipping cars. Have you heard about that? Ah, uh, yes, I have. People have made a lot of money flipping. People cars have right made now. a lot of money with flipping a, cars with a with used a, car salesman. <laughs> yes, with a with a with a supply demand issue that we have right now. Absolutely. You can make a lot of money there. Um, I mean, so so the little guy is the person who always loses out. The little guy can't buy a home. And it, the little guy used to be the, the lower income people. Now the, the little guy is middle class. It, yeah, no, now you're, middle you're right. class is who's being affected because they want to get rid of the middle class. They want to make everyone lower class. And it's going to be the 1% at the top that are controlling everything everyone else does. Yeah, but Bendy's making some great points. Currently, 9% of homes or rentals, that's too high. I agree. Unless, it is too high. Uh, and then homeowners can't turn down the very high cash offers. That's right. You just can't. I totally get it. And they will eventually take away your right to own a home. It's going to be more difficult to buy a vehicle. We're They are crushing the middle class. It used to be the lower classes. Now it's the middle class. It is interesting. This is CancelThisShow.com. Tab of the Hassles here, Scotty Gherkin. I'm Vic Faust. We are doing the best that we can today. Regarding the information on this hump day, January 25th, as always, share our show. Share our show. Share our show. CancelTheShow.com. Go there. Check out all of our original content. We have a library that's expanding on a daily basis. The guests that you won't find anywhere, the topics that you won't find anywhere else, and the way that we do it. So we appreciate it when you like our shows, you subscribe and share it, making sure people know what we're doing, getting the information out there. That's how we continue to grow. That's how we continue to do what we're doing. And the numbers have been staggering for a startup show. So we thank you, thank you, thank you for jumping in. If you guys have ideas, you have stories, you have guests that you want us to talk to, of course, you know we cover everything here, including cancel culture and those stories that are happening. I can tell you this. There's a lot of people in Florida that want to cancel Governor Ron DeSantis, and they can't do anything about it because that man is the king of Florida right now because of what he is doing. And we've known that he has stood up to Fauci, and he's been unlike any other conservative governors across the country. He doesn't back down from a fight. We've seen that. And he's brought some pretty good information. He's not a guy that's there just to fight, 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 fight for just, well, I'm just going to fight. The man is backing a lot of stuff with information. He's backing his stories and his fights with a lot of good information. Case in point, how often have we talked about CRT? I sent this video to Scotty um, where he did a press conference where he's talking about how he's not going to let certain things happen in Florida with CRT. And we're still at a point where people are trying to figure out what exactly CRT is. You think you know what it is. You call it the 1619 Well, project. it's much more than the 1619 Project. That's one little facet. You know, CRT is so many different things, but it's teaching something outside of what our history books have always taught us. Yeah, and I've tried to keep an open mind on it, but the more I hear, the more I'm like, man, I don't know how you can push CRT in schools and how you're going to s decide what gets taught, what doesn't amongst the entire history that we have unless somebody is basically becoming a history major in high school. It's not historical fact. What they're teaching in CRT classes is not historical fact. It's it's a made-up agenda, and people have to be exposed for what they're teaching. It's, it's false information. Okay, sexual orientation is personal. I've always thought that. It should not be taught in schools. Have you heard of this queer theory? No. <laughs> I was like, and? Um... <laughs> 
Well, Ron DeSantis is trying to shed light on this. Listen to his press conference here talking about CRT, what will and won't, won't happen, and what's actually being masqueraded as CRT. In the state of Florida, our education standards not only don't prevent, but they require teaching black history, all the important things. That's part of our core curriculum. This was a separate course on top of that for advanced placement credit. And the issue is we have guidelines and standards in Florida. Uh, we want education, not indoctrination. If you fall on the side of indoctrination, we're going to decline. If it's education, then we will do this course. So when I heard it didn't meet the standards, I figured, yeah, they may be doing seriously. It's way more than that. This course on black history, what are one of, what's one of the lessons about? Queer theory. Now, who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons, that's a political agenda. And so we're on, that's the wrong side of the line for Florida standards. We believe in teaching kids uh, facts and how to think but we don't believe they should have an agenda imposed on them. When you try to use black history to shoehorn in queer theory, uh, you are clearly trying to use that uh, for political purposes. Yeah, well said, Governor Ron DeSantis. There is nobody better in the country right now from a governor's standpoint, and any governor in the country could jump up and be a Ron DeSantis. For whatever reason, there are certain governors that don't want to do it. Maybe they're fighting this behind the scenes, but if you think CRT, and now you have the governor of the state of Florida explaining what it is, if you think CRT under these circumstances is, quote, good for kids, please come tell us why. Because I think you're absolutely insane or you're, quote, trying to push an agenda and you don't love kids. This does not help kids. This has nothing to do with history. And if anything, they should be elected courses or special courses that you go to on the side. Are you kidding me? What does that have to do with African-American history? Can, can it almost seems as if people are trying to associate queer theory with being African-American. I don't even know what queer theory what is. What the hell? Can you explain what to me? A what a disgrace to African-Americans. Yes. I, I, I'm beside myself. But what is, what is queer? I don't even know what queer theory is. Can you, can you explain I, I, I it? I don't know. That's why I asked you earlier. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what queer theory is, but people on the comment line do. Maybe someone can link in with us and tell us. I don't know. I've always heard about CRT being about the 1619 Project, about a different history of of African-Americans, very, you know, different from what we were taught in our school books. And of course, we hear about the white children made to feel as though they were the oppressors and the black kids feeling like they are the victims. But I didn't know anything about this queer theory. Lizzie says, as a former long-term child care company, CRT and queer theory is an agenda and you can't love the kids. It's also something to think about. Wait a second. Is this is what's being pushed around in, in St. Louis schools and schools around the country? Is this why it's so difficult to find out what the actual agenda is? Is this why when I had a doctor scheduled to come talk on our previous radio show, a doctor who promotes, quote, CRT, and he was going to explain it to us, the local high school got wind of it and canceled his visit? Now, I couldn't say that it was the high school quote for sure, but this man contacted me after the show. Some of you may remember this, 
and said, I'm sorry I was all ready to go, but things have changed. I got word I can't be on the show. Well, who the hell do you think did that? It was the high school who did that. And I've also gotten word from a teacher, I wish I, that more teachers would get on board, that they're afraid of, quote, being canceled. If they speak up, they get, quote, canceled. They lose their jobs. They lose their status. And then they're always looking over their shoulder if they want to stand up and say something. The same thing happened with the medical industry, as we've talked about, with doctors being afraid to say something. And that's how it starts. So who starts to say something? It's the parents. And then when the parents start to speak up at the school board meetings, what happens? They get labeled as domestic terrorists. There is a problem that's going on. Governor Ron DeSantis is trying to shed light. I'm grateful that the man actually read through the copy, that he had people reading through the copy so that he actually knew what was trying to be put onto kids. With that being said, if you don't think it's happening in other states, think again. That's why the political leaders in all these states would probably do themselves well by explaining what exactly CRT is, what exactly are parents sending their kids to learn about at public schools. And as a private school parent, don't think it's not happening at the private schools either. There are these things happening that parents don't even know about, which is why you need to jump in and start studying. Are you kidding me? Queer theory as a part of CRT of African-American history. You can't make this stuff up. I have a definition here from I the just website. Look, you, if, or, I'm glad you did because I just looked one up too. Okay. Uh, queer theory is a way of thinking that dismantles traditional assumptions about gender and sexual identities. Pronouns. <clears throat> the field emerges from sexuality studies and women's studies. Queer theorists analyze gender and sexuality as socially and culturally constructed concepts. Is could one you, explanation. Okay. Wait, could you read that one more time, Scott? Yeah. I, I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. I need to there's, there's actually a couple here. There's there's a what is queer theory in education. Um Do you see the one by Studio Binder? Can uh, I read this for you guys? Sure. Yeah, please. I need more on that. Okay, this says introduce this is on studiobinder.com. Introduce yourself to queer theory. It says, so what is queer theory? Queer theory basically says, hey, remember how we were all taught that blue is for boys and pink is for girls? And that normal families have exactly one mommy and one daddy? Yeah, that's completely rubbish. And we need to re-educate ourselves. Before we get to some of the pertinent language and terminology, let's start with queer theory definition. What is queer theory? Queer theory subverts traditional institutions of society that are based on the heteronormative model of human sexuality and acknowledges the broad spectrum of sexuality, sexual orientation, Intation and gender identity it says, in other words, queer theory gives us the option of believing that Sesame Street's Bert and Ernie are a married couple rather than two platonic friends sharing an apartment. <laughs> okay, Bert. <laughs> it's Bert. Oh All right, so I have something. I, to ne- add to I this. needed some levity there because. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I I had a situation back when I was doing the morning show over at the Viper. Before you guys started the Ed show, yeah. I, I did the morning show there. So the school, my son's school, one of his math homework, this is just regular math, it was based on pink tax, um, saying kind of degrading males, saying that women pay more for their products because they have a pink package or they're 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 geared towards women for as far as like razors and things like that. Mm. And I posted something about this on my Facebook and I got barraged by people bitching that that was correct. 
And that I couldn't. What, that what exactly is correct? The pink tax that they pay more for their razors and all this stuff because it's geared towards female. Like a female razor is two dollars more than a standard male razor, or whatever it was. And it was a math I know equation what you're in, the, about. in this math packet. Right. And I lost my mind. I'm like, what? What are you trying to say here? But that shouldn't be taught. See that that's not a math course. It's not a math course. And where I have an issue with this, I have no problem. Okay, biologically, you're an innie or you're an outie. What you do with your innie or outie is none of my business. I don't care. <laughs> but when I go somewhere, I want a bathroom that's an innie and outie, and I'm going to go where I'm supposed to biologically mm-hmm. go. But when I start having a problem with this is when it comes to children, when it comes to children, because now what we're seeing happening is we're seeing kids that are pre-puberty who really don't even know yet what any of this stuff is all about. They don't. They just don't have that urge yet, so they don't really know. And they're being told, hey, you have a choice. You don't have to be a girl. You can be a boy or a girl. You can choose whatever you want. And then we have parents, we have parents who are having boys and deciding, well, I really wanted a girl. So they're going to mold this little boy into being a girl. That should be illegal. Now, if somebody says, hey, I'm gay, I know I'm gay, and that's just my life, go for it. Do whatever you want to do. But you know what? But don't don't teach your children that they have choices because children are confused enough. Yeah, another subject that we're going to get into uh, as Lizzie, Lizzie Sparks, member of our show, brought up Dr. Onder, Bob Onder exposing Parkway girls breast binding. And it's a subject that I don't know yes. anything about, but we're, we're trying to get Dr. Onder on. Um, it, it's just another crazy thing in, in the year 2023 that we're talking about. Your comments and your listenership and viewership is important to this show. Um, Bendy says, encouraging mental illness, destabilizing destruction of the family. Without a doubt, it is destruction of the family. And then you'll have people who have an agenda to push that will philosophize. Because as we've learned in light, you can philosophize anything. Well, should we do this? Should we do that? Well, there's good, there's bad. You can. That's why there's philosophy to talk and go back and forth and back and forth. However, we're hearing it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, also, short people pay more for clothes. Well, I <laughs> just I just went on and Amazon. And Carlene says that pink razors are more expensive because they are fancy with gel. Okay, so I saw that comment. Do they really have gel and yes. razors? Yeah, so I went there and I, I just did uh, Gillette razors for men, and then I went and did Gillette razors for women, and the women's are actually cheaper there might be two less in the pack, like a eight pack is the six pack, but they do also have the gel because women are shaving their leg. It's probably cost more to make that razor. It it does cost more, and and that's speaking, not a pink tax. That's just because it's used for a different purpose. And, like I'm not going to shave my face with a smooth gel leg shaving razor. I feel like I'm taking a final. I'm still trying to get past queer theory. Well, speaking as the only woman on the show, I'm going to tell you that. I would rather pay more. I thought for Scott a razor. identified as a woman these days, <laughs> <laughs> and we can identify. Easy, as that might catch on. You got well, <laughs> well, as I've just been told, Google says men can menstruate. So, are you kidding me? And not only, yeah, not only can they, but they, did you see they're selling? They're selling new gel packs to make <clears> it easier for men. Now you can buy a gel pack. It's like a red goo that comes in a pack, you and can you keep can your red goo, and you can yeah. take that with you. So that you can use the menstruation product. I am Shut kidding. up. I swear. I sent you guys an article a couple weeks I don't, about it. I, I, it is what true. now? Okay, repeat. No, it's a, it's a product that are that is being sold to men, biological men, who identify as females. And it's a menstruation pack. And it's a little. Like a fake period? It is. It's like a little oh, gel pack oh that you buy. You can look it up online. It's, it's a real product. 
Oh, why? Man. I don't know why. I have no idea why. A real Somebody woman wants no part of that. tell me why. I'm, hey, I'm I, typing in fake period no, you for men. We all, I mean, well, all of us but Tabitha have an open mind on this show. But <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm teasing. For the most part, we do have an open mind. But are, are you kidding me? I, I'm just, I, I'm trying to understand the philosophy behind having a fake period. And what now we have men who identify as women having fake pregnancies where they wear the fake pregnancy apron to so that they can simulate how it feels to be pregnant and they can even hook And this them is up. accepted this is not a mental health issue um in my opinion it's a mental health issue that goes way beyond identifying because mental as health a female is such male. an important issue and it should be at the forefront of everything of what's serious and what isn't <sighs> Okay, Mary, right, hold on. I what found, do you got? I found a video that says period simulator puts men through that time of the month. Well, that's a different thing, but yes, I, I, that, that's where I, well, I was going with that. I know a lot of women that would like men to, <laughs> to go through that once. All right, do we want <laughs> at least once so they understand? Do we want to play this video? To be a man maybe that it is a woman. It's fifty-one seconds. You want to play this video to see what's going on? Sure. It's like a, it looks what like exactly one of the. Exactly, are we? What exactly are we learning here? I just think that this. Why would, I trust you. Let's rock. I, I. It just came up when she said fake period. I'm like, what? Who would want to do that? That's just like, well, I'm just gonna go out and throw mud on myself. I knew because- I was right. Carlene just said, I wish men would have a real period. Oh. Yeah, no, no I know women have it much more difficult than men. Trust me, I know. Every woman wants a man to have at least a period once. Trust me, you don't, because men aren't as clean as women, and it would just be nasty. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of dirty dudes out okay. there. Oh. All right, hold on. Let me find this. All right, I think it's up. Um, here we go. I guess I'm going home. Okay, you're at a one. You're at a two. Okay. Three. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> this Tabitha, you see what's going on? I think you're simulating yes. menstrual cramps. Yes. All right, because of the yeehaw, we're getting to ten. <laughs> but those are not Period gay pain. men. These aren't gay men, though. Those are just men who their wives say, hey, you think it's so easy. Mm. Oh, here's the Let's pain. Let's show you I what love it's Dawn. really like. Dawn, I love you. Dawn says, I don't wish that for anyone. Yeah, thanks, Dawn. I know. I saw it with my ex-wife and daughter, and you don't want to have to go through that stuff. No, that. I mean, I don't even understand. What? Why would someone? <laughs> who created that? Well, definitely a woman. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> As a torture element. <laughs> oh, medieval torture. Come here, guys. Hey, you, you think, no, no. <laughs> Any man that thinks that they have it easier than women needs to be on that machine. I'll give you that. I okay. I agree. I'm I, glad that I didn't see anything about a, a, a fake time of the month. It's, it's there. I'm going to find the photo. I'll send it to you guys. I, I have it saved on my phone, <clears throat> but I have 40,000 pictures on my phone, so it might take some time. Oh, my. To locate that. So anyway, we've got, I I mean, it all started with what Ron DeSantis is trying to stop in regards to the whole situation regarding CRT, queer theory, and anything else that gets thrown into it. Um, Learning about this, uh, what are kids learning? What are they not learning? Things that children shouldn't have to learn. CRT should be completely different. It should have nothing to do with, with this queer theory. I didn't even know that was part of the program. I really didn't. And I'm shocked to hear this. I am so glad that I do not have school-aged children right now to where I would have to worry about my children learning these things. 
Well, it, it's crazy, and of course, people can continue to throw this stuff out there. And if that wasn't crazy enough, um, as we continue on that, remember we talked about the Eminem situation and how yes. they were called out by Tucker Carlson from Fox News as yes. being woke. So they got rid of their Eminem spokes candies, so to speak, with their heels and I don't know, as you said, trans looks. Yeah, they were changing them. And somebody on the comment line yesterday corrected me because I thought she was wearing heels because one of them does wear heels. But I guess one of the M&Ms had tall boots and she was one of the female characters and they removed her tall boots and gave her these clunky androgynous shoes. Yeah. (laughs) So so Mars, the parent company of M&Ms, hired Maya Rudolph from Saturday Night Live to be their spokesperson. Those commercials supposed to come out. Um, Super Bowl, so we'll see where they're going to go from that. But this is how things, and you see this in life, things are that snowball that becomes an avalanche, and then everybody, oh, we got to do this, we got to do Everybody's worried about being canceled on whatever side that you may be on. A&W Root Beer just came out today. Don't mess with the Root Beer. Well, I I didn't even know that, I didn't even realize that A&W had a mascot. I loved A and W as a kid. I can't even tell you the last time I had A and W. Is it like a root beer mug mascot? Well, yeah. Uh, let, here's what they said: America, let's talk. Since 1963, Rudy, the great root bear, they have a bear as a mascot. I had no idea. Root bear has been our beloved spokes bear. We knew people would notice because he's literally a six foot tall bear wearing an orange sweater. But now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. What? So allegedly somebody was complaining about the bear not having pants on. You've got to be kidding me. Therefore, we've decided that Rudy, the root bear, will wear jeans going forward. Not to worry, though. He will remain our official spokes bear. After all, he is unbearably cute and impossible to replace. Why would they even change it because someone said something? Yeah, we are confident Rudy will continue to champion great food and good times Real for many bears. years to come. Now in our denim, and they show a picture of Rudy the Root Bear. But when I've driven past A&W's, and like I said, I haven't been in one in a long time, I didn't even notice the pants. Real bears don't wear pants. And, and I mean, it's not like this bear mascot is running around naked. He's a bear. He's not supposed to wear pants. So why would they cave in to ridiculous demands saying he needs to wear pants? I I don't know. I'm I'm so confused by this. weenies all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't get it. I'm trying. Now, Smokey the Bear, he wears pants. Doesn't he wear overalls? Oh, man. I I, think so. I'm so confused by all of this. Yeah, the entire situation is very bizarre. Yeah, this is Yogi yeah. and Boo Boo didn't wear pants. Neither did Donald Duck, Fred Flintstone, and Barney. Because they're animals. Animals don't wear pants. Well, Fred Flintstone wasn't an animal. No, but but he wore. I a wonder dress. if he had underwear on underneath that leopard throw over he had. <laughs> I wonder if they were free balling there on the Flintstones. <laughs> Man, I, I don't know. I'm just saying that. What is wrong with society? That's what I want to know. What in the world is wrong? Why are we doing these things? Why are companies like A&W caving in? Why don't they tell people, you know what? This is our mascot. Bears don't wear pants. If you don't like it, don't drink our root beer. Oh, this is it. They're going to put pants on the dinosaur exhibit. At all the things. You know, they're going to have to put pants on dinosaurs now. On the fake dinosaurs. On the fake dinosaurs that you say don't exist. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand it. I really don't. Okay. Could you do me a favor? Maybe. Can you go to our cancel this text line? Yeah. Eric Johnson has just sent us all the banned jokes that Amazon Prime wouldn't let them include on a new special. So I'm assuming. Where did he put it at? On the text line for cancel this. Our text line that we all text. He has to email it. I'll email it to you right now. I don't see no. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's it's right on there. The group message. Yes. All right. Let me see if I can get this pulled up. No, I've I've asked if this is all right to play. I'm assuming it is. (laughs) So we will play it. But it goes along with what we have seen. Um, Once again, if somebody says something in life, and that's what this show is about, being able to talk about the cancel culture Situations, the cancel culture education. Um, I do see successes being made where people are able to talk about things more without being wor- without fear of being canceled. But it's it's still there. Um, we're in an information spot right now where Elon Musk was able to drop information about everything that happened with the pandemic. We're in a situation where doctors are now feeling more comfortable of coming forward without being, quote, canceled. I'm not so sure I see it with teachers, as we talked about a little bit ago. Clearly, companies are afraid to death. Like, oh, my God, we got to. If if you get one, once again, you could have two or three percent or four percent of a society that demands something changed in America and the other 96% are just sitting back like, okay, whatever. You know. I, I, call, I literally call it the 2% rule. And it's happening before our eyes. The M&M story, the situation that's going on with A&W Root Beer and so many other things. It's, it's, the, it's the 2% rule, which means that the, far, the 2% on the very far left fringes are calling all the shots and making all the rules because they are the loudest, squeakiest voices and our media plays into it. They want us to feel like these people are the majority, but they are the very tiny minority. The very tiny minority of the 2% on the very far left are the ones calling all the shots. And guess what? We're letting them do it. And we see now that it doesn't work. It doesn't oh, work. Okay. In in the midst of that, um, Alex McCarthy, uh, I saw marketing that. company from Raising Sales, um, he just sent us information. This is more breaking news that came out. Not sure how you feel about this. Um, AT&T's DirecTV has now canceled Newsmax in a censorship move. Let me repeat that. AT&T's DirecTV cancels Newsmax, Newsmax in a censorship move. Of course they did. Okay. Of course they did because they tell the truth. So... At midnight Tuesday, AT&T, DirecTV, cut Newsmax's signal. It shut down the network for more than 13 million customers of the satellite service, DirecTV Stream and Uverse. So this is the second time in the past year that AT&T has moved to cancel a conservative channel with DirecTV deplatforming. Oh, yeah, guess who else got deplatformed back in April? OAN. Because they want to force their state-ran media down your throat. I, this is massive. Now, keep in mind, they're doing... Now, is Newsmax, like, the least-watched TV channel that they provide? No. Listen to this. Despite Newsmax being the fourth-highest, I repeat, fourth-highest-rated cable news channel in the nation, 
fourth highest cable news channel in the nation, a top 20 cable news channel overall, and watched by more than 25 million Americans on cable alone. That, according to Nielsen, the top rating service to date, DirecTV said it was, quote, taking the step as a cost-cutting measure and would never pay Newsmax a cable license fee. You got to be effing kidding me. This is censorship. This is as bad as it gets. I, You're talking about the fourth highest rated show, new show, that they offer? There are no, not, you know what, they're eliminating this your This is state-run media, and it, yes. and it goes down into all media. It does. Not every day, not every person, but the leaders, and guess what? The leaders, and we were just talking about this, and thank you for sharing that information, Alex. When you run a TV station, you see that, and you're like, oh, and you know you start to think about it, and it's in the back of your mind. Like, wait a second, we gotta, we gotta think about this. Dottie says Dish dropped their local Fox. Um, man, I does this does it? We'll surprise get somebody. You? We'll get somebody from Newsmax on. Does it surprise you? Yes, this does. It does not surprise me at all. Well, I know because you look not at the world at in in black framed glasses, and that's fine. And I need you around. No, because I don't. you help shed light on situations, and then we both help shed light. For Eric, I got I, this video. If you guys would like to watch it, uh, yeah, and but that's the before that's, we that, watch yeah, that, that's gonna make us feel better. <laughs> yeah, be, because that, those it, are jokes. Now right. we just had a, a massive news story that came in, and I, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, this is this is not new. I I'm not surprised at all. I remember when Al Jazeera America was canceled from different cable televisions yeah, our, because you know why? Who remembers Al Jazeera? I still read yeah. Al Jazeera. Where has you know Al Jazeera been? It, you can't I know watch what it anymore. I know what happened. Because they were speaking the truth. And if you if you have truth coming at Americans that's going around the state-ran media, they have to shut it down. And that's exactly what happened. They shut it down. And I'm not surprised by Newsmax. And look at News Nation. I actually thought maybe News Nation had some hope. And I watch News Nation sometimes because they have updates on some of the cold cases and different things that I watch. But I'll tell you what, they they hired Chris Cuomo, mm-hmm. and now they are turning into another CNN. It it's it's that that I think that's the it, well they're based in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I had big hope for you News used Nation. to praise them, I, and because they still but Tabitha they still give both sides to a story. However, I'm not going full go where you're going yet because they hired Chris Cuomo. Because Chris, have you been watching? I have not seen Chris in the last month. Okay, well, I have been watching. I've been trying to pay attention. Now, I don't watch it all day by any means, but I've been watching Chris Cuomo's show because I want to see what he's doing. And I will tell you what, he is no different than he was on CNN. That station has taken on a whole new direction. He is to News Nation what Tucker is to Fox News, but he's coming at it from a liberal perspective. He's not telling both sides. I will. I am done with News Nation. That's how they. That's how they launched. That's how they launched. What is he not doing? I'm just curious. He is just coming at it at a very liberal perspective, just like he did on CNN. His show is no different here than what his show was on CNN. Now, maybe he's buying a block of time, just like Tucker or Hannity does on Fox News. Maybe he's buying time on News Nation so he can tell it from his own perspective. But it is absolutely, we have no more options. Now, they're getting rid of, Newsmax is one of my favorite channels. But I can tell you this. I know the ownership group because I worked for the ownership group of, of, News Nation. of News Nation. They are not a liberal ownership group at all. Not at all. Well, they're turning not, that way. They must be getting the dollars coming not, in. Not at all. 
They are not. Well, then you need to watch Chris Cuomo's show because I am telling you, it's no different than watching. Well, CNN. here's something else. Think about this. You're talking about Directv canceling the fourth highest, the fourth highest rated and watched news show on cable news. Yet Directv pays cable license fees because they said they're not going to pay the cable license fee. Yet they pay the cable license fees to all top 75 cable channels and to all 22 liberal news and information channels it carries that are way less rated, far less rated than Newsmax. Almost all of the channels are paid hefty license fees, significantly more than Newsmax was seeking. And despite the fact that most of the channels, like I said, have lower ratings, here's the quote from Newsmax. Quote, this is a blatant act of political discrimination and censorship against Newsmax. That's from Christopher Ruddy, the CEO of Newsmax. And I know Christopher Ruddy. I've been following Newsmax since the since the early 90s when he was first establishing it. It's all truth, OAN, all truth, Al Jazeera, America, all truth. And guess what? They're going to crush these different news companies because they do not want the truth out. If you're not watching state-ran media where they can control what you're fed, then you're not going to watch it. Here's something else as well. When news leaked last week that AT&T was looking to do this, 41 Republican congressmen led by Representative Wesley Hunt, who's a Republican from Texas, sent a letter to the CEO of AT&T, DirecTV, and hedge fund group TPG Capital. So think about them, the hedge fund group as well, TPG Capital, the minority operator of the satellite system, warning of hearings if they did this. So they cut it last night. Now we see if members of Congress are going to demand hearings and I'm, what happens. I'm canceling today. I've been on the fence for because we got the uh, I'm in the same boat. We got the Starlink uh, Elon Musk satellite because we live out in the country. So our Internet is terrible. So we've had direct TV for, for television because we just live out in a rural area. Now that I have that satellite. I don't need them. I can stream cut anything the, I want. Cut the cord. You know what? It's this, done today. I, you know what? We should call them on the show. While you guys are doing that, I'll call them and then we'll yeah, dial them in. Keep that in mind, amazing. in less than a year, you're talking about two of the three top conservative or less liberal shows, as Tabitha would say, to your CNNs, your NBCs, to all of the major news networks, gone in, yes, less than a year from AT&T. No, I love I love I love America Online News. I love Newsmax. I think they are the only truth telling operations we have out there. That's it. Are they on Rumble? Do they rebroadcast? I don't their know if they're on Rumble, Rumble, but you can go on their websites and watch them. Okay, you don't have to have Directv to watch either one. Gotcha. Oh, it's all about deplatforming. It's all about deplatforming. And wow, I, I, I've got chills reading this. Still trying to process what is actually going on in our country. Uh, as Tabitha says, if you don't believe it's state-run media, think again. And companies will do whatever they can. And it could be the hedge fund group, but once again, it's AT&T's name. Will you support AT&T after they've done this from a conservative standpoint? Um, you got to call them and let them know. You just, as always said, you got to be polite, you be persistent, and then you cut it and you tell them why. Those, they, they always ask for a reason why. You know that if you've ever dealt with cable companies, it's a, it's a nightmare to deal with them. Um you, you call and you let them know why and what's going on. What a pain in the ass. Uh, if you don't, if you think this country is really free, as Tabitha says, I give you this. <laughs> Tabitha, no. I, I, I give it Freedom to you. Freedom is an illusion. I have been saying that from day I one. I mean, this is massive 
One of the, I mean, the fourth rated. I know I've said it four or five times, the fourth rated. Um, it's beyond massive. You know, and this goes back into what we were just saying right before we got this announcement. So you can boycott that, AT&T. That we are the majority, but the media wants us to believe we are the minority. Because there's people who will start, if you start to hear the messaging over and over again, at least six, seven, eight times. It's brainwashing. You start to believe it. Or at least you, you, you start down what I always call that slippery slope. Man, maybe, maybe the first time you question, eh, maybe it's not so bad. I'll tell you what. Maybe we can all just work together. Cut the cord. And, and Doylene asked a spectrum. I'll tell you what. I really don't watch television at all. If somebody else is around, they have it on. I might watch it. I'll watch the ID channel once in a while. I get all of my news by reading, not by watching, because it sticks in my brain better that way. And I'll tell you what. If you like these, if you like Newsmax, if you like America Online News, go to their website. Watch them there. Show them your support there subscribe to their channels just like you subscribe to our channels because that's how people show us support but at&t doesn't care at&t does not well, care i, I, I at guarantee all. but they will they, vic i i hope they will if people stand up and we show them we are the majority then and we people start calling them and canceling service and saying we are canceling our service because you canceled Newspack newsmax or because you canceled america online news they're going to realize that we are the majority <laughs> So in less than a year, OAN and Newsmax have both been canceled. They have been canceled from DirecTV and all of AT&T's services for television, despite high ratings. (laughs) If you don't like it, do something about it. Let AT&T know. Cancel your service. Let them know what's going on. Uh, You try to hit them in the pocketbook. I don't know anything about the... The company that owns AT&T, I don't know what kind of big bucks they have, but clearly they don't give a damn. No, they they, <laughs> they don't they, care. They think, you know what, they're, and they're probably right to some degree. They cut OAN's head off, and now they've cut off the head of Newsmax. And now this time, we'll see what happens in Congress, if Republican congressmen can do anything about this when it comes to the hearings. And I, I don't think they're going to want those hearings. If there are hearings, I really don't think AT&T wants to go through it. I really, when they have to go, but then... Will it matter? Because national news won't cover it. It probably won't matter. Because we will cover people it. People are spineless, and we're gonna they're send, not going to call and cancel We're going to get service. donations, and we're going to send you to uh, D.C. to cover the hearings. Okay, I'm Tabitha. ready. Send me to AT&T's front door. <laughs> i got to get rid of my phones, too, so that's a whole other thing. Your cell phones? Yeah, they're AT&T. There really aren't good options. I'm going to need sorry. a day off work to sit there and deal with all that. But <laughs> there are very few we'll, options We'll get our friend there. in. We'll get our <laughs> I mean, Mike, you have like three or four jobs. This part, you can go do that. That is for sure. But people, if people don't stand up and they don't call AT&T and they don't make their voices heard, then they're just going to continue to do what they're doing. Damn. Okay. We're going to try to make this a little bit lighter today. That's for sure. Um, Eric sent us in um, some band jokes. You said you've got that stuff ready to go. I don't even know what. Did you have a chance to listen to any of them? No, I couldn't. Okay. It's good that we're. We might Podcast. be putting an explicit tab on the uh, show today. <laughs> These are banned jokes, and um, yeah, why not? Let's let's give it a shot. Here we go. Kamala Harris making history: first woman of Jamaican and Indian descent to be elected African American. <laughs> Well, uh, sexual identity is a big issue these days, and Disney of all corporations got caught up, and I can't believe it. Disney just doubled down. They announced they're making a feature film about a transgender whale. It's called Maybe Dick. (laughs) 
And the border wall obviously is a big issue. Uh, to show you how divided this country is, recent polls show that 40% of all Americans are for border wall, 40% are against a border wall, 20% said no comprende. <laughs> I gotta tell you, as an American, I don't care how Mexicans feel about a border wall because with enough time, they'll get over it. <laughs> if you see something, say something. All right, if you see something, say something. You best believe I do. The other day I called 911. I was watching ESPN, women swimming, and I saw a suspicious package. <laughs> There's internet rumors right now that they're making a new Superman film. It's not a traditional Superman, as we all know. This will be a black Superman, and it's not kryptonite that will harm him. No, it is Kardashian. <laughs> Uh, the Miss Nevada pageant occurred recently, and a transgender won it for the first time in the pageant's history. I think that's fantastic. I think what clinched it was the talent portion when she wrote her name in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Kamala Harris making history. Those were pretty damn good. Okay. Yeah. If you don't know, that is comedian Steve Byrne. He posted that to let people know those are the banned jokes that he was not allowed by Amazon Prime to include on his new special, The Last Late Night. It's streaming free now at Prime. No such thing as humor anymore, is are there? You, now the, the jokes are being canceled as well. That guy's funny. Oh, he's great. Th those. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so th those get canceled as well. Do you see what's happening everywhere? I mean, you got the only way you're going to be able to, to deal with this is to talk about it, try to bring exposure to it, realize that you're not alone if you disagree what's going on and then you just increase the numbers and then if things get really bad then you follow tabitha into battle somewhere that's right i mean tabitha battle drama war hassle your name is getting <laughs> it's going to be like 400 well, words by the end of the year not drama that's Vic's little term yeah just no and that had nothing it was just what she dealt with in her life but um <laughs> Because when she leaves here, all kinds of things happen to her. And you know that what I she say is true. She does have some interesting stuff happen. So Weird things do happen to me. Steve no Byrne is the comedian, and um, you can check that out on Amazon Prime. Um, but those jokes that we just played, yeah, you, you, you're not allowed to put that on there anymore. That's why companies need to do their own thing. They need to own their own rights, and they need to try their best to get information out. But... I don't know what a Newsmax does. I'm sure you can stream them for free online somewhere, I'm sure. They just want us to be robots. You know, that's really what it comes down to. I'm with Eric. Let's go back to the 80s. You, I remember staying up late at night when I, back when I was a kid and watching Richard Pryor. You know, watching Eddie Murphy, that delirious. Classic. all of those old comedy shows, and they were hilarious. George Carlin. You know, the, uh, comedy is not what it used to be. They've taken no, all not even of close. the fun out of everything. Now there's all these zero-tolerance policies. Well, you can't do no, anything there's, anymore. No, there's comedians that are still talking. I mean, there, there's good... Liberal comedians? No, not even... No, there's Republicans, or not even, say, Republicans, but there's comedians who will talk about these issues. The reason that he wasn't able to say, to say what he said was because he wasn't his own entity. This was supposed to be for Amazon Prime. So Amazon Prime has their board. They probably run it through an algorithm. Oh, yeah, you can't do this joke about the Kardashians. Yeah, you can't do this joke about Kamala. Yeah, you can't do this joke about getting over the wall. You can't do a joke about transgenders. I can tell you this much. Dave Chappelle's not worried about it. He's doing his thing. I know, but you know what? A couple of our listeners went to the 
the Dave Chappelle concert, and they said it wasn't really that great. Well, Sunday night, well, because he showed up late. It wasn't that great. Well, Chris, something happened. They didn't know. Allegedly, plane issue. Or he was like over an hour late, so Chris Rock did an extended uh, comedy skit. Chris Rock's good, but I think most people are going. To, if you're going to that show, you're going to see Dave Chappelle, right? <laughs> Probably. So. And, and I love Dave Chappelle. When he used to have his TV show, I loved it. But I'll tell you what, now everyone's so worried about offending someone. Back in the day, they remember how they used to roast people? Yes, and they would be some relentless. Of the best. Absolutely. You can't do that anymore because, gee, somebody might get their feelings hurt. We can't take jokes anymore because somebody might get their feelings hurt. The, the far 2% on the far left might get their feelings hurt. So the rest of us have to kowtow around. And and not tell good jokes. I want yeah, I want Andrew Dice Clay. I love <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay. And who was the uh, Sam Kinison? Remember Sam Kinison? Oh, that, Sam or uh, Scotty was quoting Sam the other day. I am so thankful that I grew up when I did, and actually got to hear good com- good comedy and experience a little bit of freedom before they took it all away. Ah, no doubt about it. See now, Scott's always on it. That's Sam Kinison, by the way, Tabitha, with, I Rod- love, with Rodney love Dangerfield. I love Rodney Dangerfield. From one of the best movies ever made. And look at how different the movies are. Movies have changed. Movies well, used to be amazing for they're worried about putting in political messages. Now everything has its own message. <laughs> Why? Let's just go back to the 80s, can we? Hot tub time machine? Let's go. It's, it's, it's not going to change. I'm sorry. It's it we it's here to stay, Tabitha. It, it is, and I'm I'm glad I'm on my way out because I'm tired of it all. You're on your way out already. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, I'm getting older. All right. I might have a few more years left. If you haven't seen it, you should see Back to School because that was a terrific, and that was a terrific scene because Roddy Dangerfield sticks up for himself. I've seen it many times with Sam Kinison. What a great movie! And he wins the argument with the teacher, so to speak. And then Sam Kinison likes him. In this day and age, you get expelled from class, never to return again. Good answer. How dare you? Good how answer. How dare you? You'll never get that from a history teacher anymore. That's for oh, sure. Man. You know what? The if you things... make a history teacher look bad in class, you'll be expelled. We never should to end the show with that, that whole again. skit. We could play that whole skit to end the show. What? Oh, yeah. We need to come in and play some George Carlin someday. Oh, he was great. George Carlin was a prophet. He was a prophet. He really was. Everything he said, he was right on, and he made it funny. It's just a shame that things aren't. You know, some of the things I did when I was a kid, if I did them right now, I'd be in prison. Wait, are you still worried when you're out with people about what you're saying or how you're saying things? No, absolutely not. Scotty, are you? What? Are, are you worried about offending people when you're in general conversation with people that you're around? No. No. No, I, I still kind of am. I'm are still you? trying to break that mold. But, th- but that's also kind of went with your news job, where you yeah, had no, to toe the Absolutely. line to some degree. I'm still I trying to get out of it. I am going to be me, and uh, you can like me, you don't have to like me, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm going to be myself. And I don't care if I offend everyone, quite honestly. <laughs> Troy says, grease up the local politicians and close the deal. <laughs> Rodney was great. Yes, Rodney Dangerfield was. We really, You're not allowed that, and guess why you're not allowed to see a lot of this anymore? It's because of big media, big tech controlling all the messaging. Um, if you didn't know any better, you would think, man, I'm in the minority. I guess I'm the one. But then if you start opening your mouth, if you start talking, you're going to find people like, oh, wait a second. 
Maybe I'm not the minority. We are the majority. Don't let the media fool you. And I'm not talking about you specifically. Don't let the media fool you to thinking you are the minority. That's an intimidation technique. No, it's still hitting me, this whole thing with AT&T. I, I mean, you've canceled OAN and Newsmax in under a year. I, I just... And we're just at the brink of the cancellation. And, and, and they were highly rated shows compared to the all the shows that you're keeping or the channels that you're paying the licensing fees for. <laughs> okay. I have that clip if you'd like to play it. Which clip are you talking about now? Sam Kennison and Back to School. We can do this? Yeah. All if right. you want to. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Have a little fun, right? Everyone will get a good laugh. I need one. Welcome to contemporary American history. I'm Professor Turgeson. You know, a lot of people think history is just facts. It's just information about the past, but not me. I mean, I hold history very sacred, sacred. The way the farmer looks at the earth and he holds it sacred. The way a Christian <laughs> takes the Bible and he holds it sacred. The way a lot of people hold their marriage sacred. So I feel about it. So why don't we dive right in by interpreting one of the easiest events in the last 20 years of American history. Now, can someone tell me why, in 1975, we pulled our troops out of Vietnam? The failure of Vietnamization to impart their support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the various American but illegal Saigon regimes. <laughs> Is she right? Because <laughs> I know that's the popular version of what went on there. I know a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in a classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice paddies with guns and Edward going up against Charlie, slugging it out with him while pussies like you <laughs> were back there partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums. Oh, oh! <laughs> hey, hey, Professor, take it easy, will you? I mean, these kids, they were in grade school at the time. And me, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. <laughs> well, I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. But since you want to help, maybe you can help me, okay? You remember that thing we had about 30 years ago called that Korean conflict? Yeah, where we failed to achieve victory. How come we didn't cross the 38th parallel and push those rice eaters back to the Great Wall of China and take the first brick, brick, brick and nuke them back into the fucking Stone Age River? How come? Tell me why. Say it. Say it. All right. I'll say it. Because Truman was too much of a pussy wimp to let MacArthur go in there and blow out those cummy bastards. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. Keep my eye on you. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> a good teacher. He really seems to care about what I have no idea. <laughs> okay. The good old days. Don't yeah, you miss them? You might have to tag that for some words. Uh, <laughs> I think they might slide. Um, now we see those kinds of teachers, except if you question what they're teaching in the classrooms. It's not a positive sense. <laughs> not at all. And, and you can't um, even joke about it. No, you, you cannot can't. even joke about it or you get shut down. I feel I'm not kidding you. I feel so bad for kids today. There's no humor. There's no fun. Everybody's stuck to a video game, stuck in the house, stuck in the basement, eating Pop-Tarts and junk. 
And, and I miss the old days. I don't know. Um, yeah, we try to have some levity with it. We have those conversations here. We're going to continue to do what we do, and that's why the show continues to grow in popularity because of what you guys do, sharing the show, joining us every day, uh, getting that information out there, liking the show so that we beat and bypass all the algorithms and somehow some way we're doing it because um, we see in our stats. You guys are popping up. People are watching. And um, if you're not watching live, people are definitely watching outside of the show, and that's where – According to our marketing company, most of the people are watching the episode. So they, and that's because you're sharing it. And that's what we're going to continue to try to do. As crazy as this news gets, as crazy as things seem, I mean, we're going to continue to talk about it because you can't just go run away. The AT&T thing, yeah, that frustrated the hell out of me. But you know what? We do, we do what we do, and we move on. Um, speaking of, yeah, so Friday, um, Eric put it into play. I don't know exactly what this is going to mean. But we're doing an 80s Friday. What does I that can't wait. We got to figure out what the hell that well, means. Well, we can't play 80s music. I'm not we'll coming in dressed. I'm not coming. I'm coming in dressed normal. Uh, yes. I don't even know. Eric any needs 80s to be in his stuff. wig. And he his won't. Sunglasses. He won't. Of course work. he won't. And he'll put the mic in front of his face so we can't see him. Maybe we I need know. to play some 80s comedy where when the, when we had real comedy. Some we'll 80s have an movie explicit clips. tag for sure. Yeah. <laughs> because back then when it was real or talking about everything. things that are good from the 80s uh as opposed to now. So we'll do that tomorrow. Um Lizzie if you're still listening and I don't know if you're still there now. I'm trying to remember what time we've got a guest coming into studio. If you didn't see that Scott, we got Cedric Redman. He is yes, now yes. he is running for award in St. Louis City. He's been a longtime listener. He came out to the party. Uh, at Wendy's that we had for the show. So uh, I think he's coming in during the 9 o'clock hour, but uh, we're going to talk about some things, some things that he sees, why he's running um, for office. And it was very interesting because he's been a guy that has been attacked by his own race. He's an African-American. He's been attacked by white liberals. I watched him get assaulted on the steps of City Hall in St. Louis one day. I have it on I had it on video camera where there was a white guy who's very, very, very liberal, ran up, got in his face, and bumped and pushed him. And Cedric just stood there. This is when it was all about the planes flying over for safety. The I'm trying to think of the exact word that what that was. The when, spy planes. The spy I planes. Yeah, the spy planes. Um, to help cut down on crime, to help cut down on shootings. And what this man did to him and the restraint that Cedric yes. showed was unbelievable. I went up and asked Cedric, I was like, do you want the video for that? That guy assaulted you. Yeah. And this guy is a notorious, he calls he calls himself, like an Antifa, notorious in St. Louis City for doing things like this because nobody stops him. Exactly. We had video of him assaulting Cedric, and Cedric's like, no. He's like, um, I, I'm trying to do something bigger here. but Cedric is a great guy. I can't wait to have him in studio. If there's any hope at all for the city of St. Louis, it's going to be Cedric and the folks that follow him. Well, not only that, but it's also it's you have to understand ideas and you have to understand where people are coming from and thought processes of different people and groups and companies and and how everything comes in. It's It's easy as Americans. It's easy for us in 2023. Just to look at, oh, here it is. We see what's happening right now. What got you to that point? How do you fix what got you to that point yes. so you have a solid foundation moving forward? And that's what's great about And Cedric. not just try to put a Band-Aid on that big cut. He understands that. He lives there. He understands the community. And he can 
create, I think, some change from within. Well, we'll ask him about it tomorrow. He may not say it, but Lizzie says white liberals are horrible to Cedric because Cedric is an African-American who tries to push an agenda. I wouldn't say an agenda, but and it, something that's different to the establishment agenda that he has seen in St. Louis City that has just not worked. No question about it. The, the only thing lower than a white American man is a black American conservative man. Oh, yeah. The liberals treat them worse than anyone else. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Cindy says, is the 80s day on Friday? Yes, the 80s day is on Friday. I don't even know what it consists Cindy of. Cindy had a good idea. She What'd said she we say? could read some headlines yeah. that were popular in the 80s. That'd I think that's cool. a good idea. We could do some 80s trivia. Yeah, it means we have to do some research. We'll look for that. We'll certainly do our best there. Uh, but we'll do it. We appreciate you guys joining us today for Cancel This. Remember, go to cancelthisshow.com. Share the show, canceltheshow.com. You can catch us there as well. Continue to spread the news. Uh, Jeff calls it a big hair day. Mm, maybe I'll get some hairspray out. <laughs> and we'll see if anything else comes up between that as well. Todd, I'm with you on the wrap. For Scotty Gherkin, Eric Johnson joining us via text line, giving us some jokes. Lizzie Sparks, Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Thanks for watching. Cancel this. We'll see you tomorrow for the next episode.